0: Sunday, June 18th. You are listening to Weather with Enthusiasm. It is so hot right now in Texas. It's just hard to believe the hidden disease that are being shown on the weather map in Kingsville especially Kingsville Texas I just want to verify Kingsville Texas temperature right now 101 degrees with a dew point of 80 so we've officially certainly no question have made it into the triple digit heat combined with an 80 degree dew point we have a heat index of 123 degrees the National Weather Service says heat indices will remain around 125 for this afternoon, and tomorrow the heat index is expected to go up to 129 degrees. The wet bulb temperature currently is 93 degrees. just a, you know, the 95 degree wet bulb temperature becomes unbearable, unbearable. 93 degrees is, you know, once the wet bulb temperature is at 90 degrees or higher, they say strenuous exercise. This is taking a very lenient approach. Strenuous exercise in in direct sun is possible up to, you know, up to 15 minutes. You know, most people would say just stay indoors, but that's true, but Uh, You know, when you have wet bulb temperatures of 90 degrees or higher with the most lenient approach, you could go up to 15 minutes, provided it's followed by a 45-minute break, says whatever is being broadcast on the National Weather Service with frequent water. You can't really play a sport so much in that type of a heat. However, in Dallas, Texas, people who are into hot weather might be able to play a sport because the it looks like the wet bulb temperatures are a little bit lower. We have wet bulb temperatures down, I believe they're only in the upper 80s. It's super, super hot. But you could probably get by with just a five-minute break every 20 minutes. We will be speaking about on Sunday, one of the episodes for Sunday this speaks about heat safety. We also had a, fin- a heat burst. Those things are totally inspirational. The Washington Post reports that a heat, a heat burst central texas a heat burst temperatures in georgetown a city in central texas friday night went up to 100 degrees in the middle of the night at midnight the temperature was 82 degrees but it hit 99 just over an hour later and the humidity plummeted at the same time how did this happen a dying thunderstorm abruptly collapsed causing a plume of air to rush down towards the ground. As air subsides towards the surface, it warms. That plume of air evidently began to dry out at the same time, which made it denser than the surrounding air, causing it to accelerate toward the surface even more quickly. That delivered a very hot, bone-dry wind that caused temperatures to skyrocket. That is something I just read from the Washington Post. I wanted to add a little bit more of an explanation with my own words to say something more. Uh, uh, explain this better, something the Washington Post did not bring this up, but both dew point and temperature are a form of energy. When, if you can eliminate the dew point and convert the high dew points into temperature, if you take the energy in the air from dew points and take away the humidity and instead put it into temperature, the temperature will go zooming up. And that's exactly what happened here. This is called a heat burst. There is more than that. The Washington Post just explained more of the scientific reason of how this happens. Although I wonder if uh, if we can look back at all the other heat bursts, if we also saw drastic drop in dew point temperatures, uh, a lot of times you'll see temperatures rise as dew points drop and vice versa. So this is something which is very, very intense. Uh, today is the first time that I've noticed tr- actual triple-digit triple digit heat with dew points in the 80s, and that's, to me, what makes it so extreme. We are having some cities seeing an all-time high. We have uh, Lorrito Texas, perhaps, reaching a possible all-time high of 115 degrees, at least that would tie the record, and we have other places as well which are borderline all-time high or record-breaking temperatures, but... These are what really sticks out with to those familiar, well, at least with uh, humidity and heat in general. Uh, I have not been paying attention to Corpus Christi over the years. I'm paying attention to Galveston, and Galveston does not get weather like this. Maybe Corpus Christi does, but in general we say it's the Persian Gulf and at times the Midwest Corn Belt that you can get triple-digit heat combined with 80 degree dew points. But here we have it happening. Today in Kingsville, Texas This is the third day in a row Although yesterday and the day before It wasn't exactly triple digit heat Combined with 80 degree dew points We saw temperatures in the upper 90s When dew points hit 80 But today we actually do see a dew point of 80 With triple digit heat And can you believe it? The National Weather Service is forecasting Heat indices to be higher for tomorrow Let's just add on one more thing over here We have another heat dome Developing way up north which will be affecting the Great Lakes area later this week. It's going to be a stationary area. Very strange. Once again, northeast winds over a large part of the country up north, including St. Louis, Missouri, including Chicago, Illinois, finally will be bringing summer heat into the area. Consistent highs in the mid-80s. Just beautiful, beautiful summer weather daily, every day. Mid-80s from this week from the time this heat dome gets set up St. Louis Missouri upper 80s this heat dome is nothing dangerous this is just summer heat and it's impressive that it's coming in from the north the downside to that well the upside is the humidity will be a little bit will be lower than usual it's not going to really be for St. Louisans it's not going to be the typical heat and humidity for the most part more more or less will, but uh, not like the real typical stuff that we would feel in July. But the real downside is going to be that smoke from the Canadian wildfires will be blowing in to our country once again. I wish everyone a healthy week. Stay safe. And use the weather for your advantage to health and stay away from the danger. It's, it's a uh, thin line to know where to go and to know how to do it when you're dealing with heat, such as in Corpus Christi. In Dallas, I think it's a little bit easier. Have a great day. A heat dome of 594 decimeters sits over South Texas, shows the Washington Post on a map. This is bringing extraordinary heat indices across South Texas, East Texas, even parts of West Texas, and also Southern Louisiana, other parts of Louisiana as well. And this heat will be expanding into Dallas, Texas for this week. Dallas, Texas may not get hit as hard as many of the other areas, but likely will surpass heat advisory criteria as we go through the week. Powerful storms continue to develop along the boundary of the heat dome and at times producing a derecho a line of thunderstorms with gusty hurricane force winds that move approximately, moves 400 miles or so across land. The rest of this episode was recorded Friday. Nothing much has changed except a little bit for Dallas and also We did have a 125-degree heat index reading on Thursday and yesterday within the same area around Corpus Christi metro area, somewhere within that region. At the end, we will have a bunch of heat safety tips for athletes and non-athletes. We're also going to explain how a heat dome works and about compressional warming at the very end. Friday afternoon, June 16th, 2023. This episode discusses the heat which is taking place in Texas. We also discuss some phenomenal conditions that happened today, Friday, June 16th, in Texas, with the high humidity and the high heat, and we discuss the heat ridge placement for next week. Towards the end, there's something, it's so interesting, it's almost humorous, I mean, I find it humorous, that I read from the National Weather Service of Dallas, it kind of just popped up on me, so uh, that's at the end. So there is some really big uh, it's a big shocker a huge shocker at the end which is indirectly connected to the heat so uh if you're bored of the heat you could always skip to the very end but you're not going to be bored of the heat is even this is it's going beyond even the expectations from what i see for most cities so uh anyways you'll also hear a forecast for dallas towards the end from the national weather service enjoy We have something that is so rare right now that's occurring in Texas, and I doubt there are many people who are aware of this, and even if they are, I doubt they're aware that this is rare. Probably not aware of how rare this is. This is something that, generally speaking, could only occur either on the Persian Gulf or on the Midwest Corn Belt when tropical air masses go over the Midwest Corn Belt the best example of this was back in the heat wave of 1995. Here in the United States, there's two different types of heat that occur pretty much. You have the hot and humid weather, the humid heat, where temperatures soar into the 90s, and the heat indices go into the 100s, and then you have the desert heat, where temperatures go into the 100s, or during heat waves, temperatures go into the 110s and teens, such as in Phoenix but you have drier, you don't really have the heat index. The heat index is also in the 110s. And you have some extreme cases where temperatures can get warmer. And you have also some extreme humidity cases in Galveston, Texas, which was what was forecasted to happen today. But the temperatures are held back in the upper 80s. That's when the dew points go into the low 80s. 80 degree dew points is something which occurs on the Persian Gulf, or perhaps a city like Galveston, or in extreme cases, in Iowa or on the Midwest Corn Belt. When tropical air masses go over the Midwest Corn Belt, you can get that as well. So in Texas today, it was well known that a heat wave would be developing. In fact, many places have been receiving excessive heat for quite a while. It doesn't look like temperatures were quite as hot in Dallas as of yet as what was forecasted, but the heat is coming to Dallas. So you have cities right now where the temperatures are in the low 110s, but there's not much humidity. You have places where there is some humidity and temperatures are either in from like the mid 90s to low 100s, something like that. You have actually one city which has decent humidity with a temperature of 107 degrees, heat index is 112. And you have the places on the coast where the temperatures are like in the low 90s pretty much and dew points in the mid and upper 70s. So you also have heat indices in the 100s, but you have the a third or the fourth possibility a true rarity where you have pretty much triple digit heat with 80 degree dew points or more now i haven't exactly found 100 degrees but there's been a couple of upper 90s and dew points in the low 80s that's something extremely phenomenal and i really don't think it was forecasted to happen It's happening pretty much in the Corpus Christi metropolitan area. I think if we had to associate this area with a big city, it would be Corpus Christi. I see currently the National Weather Service has included heat indices of 116 to 124 degrees as part of the excessive heat warning. I don't know if it was always there, but maybe it was always there. So the Corpus Christi area would probably be the hot spot right now, probably even yesterday as well. We have an area where the temperature hit 99 degrees, dew point 81 degrees, the heat index 123 degrees. We have a city with a heat index right now of 123 degrees. Earlier this afternoon, right now it's a little bit lower. The temperature was 99 degrees. The dew point was 81 degrees. And this is Kingsville Naval Air Station. It's located 27 degrees north latitude. It's just unbelievably hot. It's pretty close to Corpus Christi. It's the city Kingsville. There's a few weather stations there. This is Friday afternoon, June 16th, 2023. And this was recorded. The 99 degree temperature with a dew point of 81 was recorded a couple times today. The most recent one was about 2... around 2.42 p.m. Central Daylight Time this afternoon. That would have been the most recent occurrence. Currently, we're down to 96 degrees. It's still a brutally hot uh, heat index, probably a little bit under 120, somewhere around there right now, but it was the heat index wasn't 123 degrees. It's totally phenomenal stuff, uh, and this is in Kingsville. We have a few other weather stations Here we have a dew point of 80. This is in Clarkbury County. The the high temperature in this city with high humidity, Monday was 102, Tuesday 103, Wednesday 96, Thursday 105. And today it's already hit 100 degrees. When it was 100, the dew point, so the, the dew point was 73, then the dew point rose to 78. Now we're holding in a dew point of 80 degrees. And this city is hot. Okay, so when it was 105, the dew point dropped into the upper 60s. But this is a very, very hot city. We have it again, the temperature is 98, the dew point's 80. This is Klebberg County, and the, it's not the hottest city. The hottest right now is in Kingsville, where the temperature is 99, dew point 81, heat index 123. In regards to temperature, we have uh, I think it's Zapata, Texas, which is 109. We have a place that's 107 with a heat index of 112, but I think the 123 that's going to be the highest heat index in the nation. Uh, we can go to the Houston area. The Gal- uh, let's see, we have you know, a lot of these coastal uh, locations, I see a 98 degree reading up here, with the dew point is 75. That's in Nor- North Houston Regional Airport. And what did we in Baton Rouge. We wanna see over there. I don't think we have temperatures nearly as hot in Louisiana, but you know we have we have a place over here. Baton Rouge Metropolitan Airport has hit ninety-seven today so far. The Dew Points 72. So it hasn't been super hot there yet. It hasn't been super it's it's almost super hot, but you no, know, relatively speaking. What makes us so unique is really the uh, the combination of triple-digit heat with 80-degree dew points. I don't know if we've had that exactly yet, but that's what is making this so unique over here. See, we have ten. We have. I just found a place that was 110, but. The dew points were much lower. We have this city here, 111 degrees. It's LaSalle Airport. It's 111 and the dew 61 degrees. They've been up extremely hot for the past several days. And that's probably gonna end up being the hottest place here. Here we have another 109 degree reading, Um, but the, the dew points are very low. It's 104 with a dew point of 69. That's Hogg County Airport. It hit 105 there. It doesn't really look like the heat has hit Dallas yet. The following is from the National Weather Service of Dallas. One of the biggest cities in the United States is Dallas Tech. Uh, They are on the northern edge of the heat for today. And therefore, they run that risk of being on the ring of fire, which is continuous lightning thunderstorm development that happens at the edge of the heat dome. And indeed, the National Weather Service and the Hazardous Weather Outlook does tell us that isolated to scattered thunderstorms are possible this evening across central Texas, and some storms could become severe with large hail and damaging winds being the primary threats. When you go on to tomorrow... Through Thursday, additional storms are possible late Saturday afternoon and evening, and some storms could be severe again, with large hail and damaging winds being the main threats. Oppressive heat and humidity will continue into early next week, signifying the continued threat for heat-related illnesses if precautions are not taken. Make sure to drink plenty of water, wear light-colored clothing, and take frequent breaks If working outside. In regards to the heat, we're just going to tell you something that the National Weather Service says in regards to heat safety, actually. Remember these heat safety precautions. Drink plenty of water even if you are not thirsty. Take breaks within shade or air conditioning. Wear light, loose clothing. Know the signs of heat illness and to always look in your back seat for children or pets before leaving and locking your car. The Dallas National Weather Service tells us that Monday and Tuesday is probably going to be the most oppressive days for Dallas for next week, with heat indices possibly up to 115 over there. They end off with a paragraph saying, One interesting forecast note is that over Monday and Tuesday, a mid-level shortwave low will break off from the main New England trough and move down towards the deep south on the eastern periphery of the ridge. While this will not do much to north and central Texas through most of the week, there is something of slight interest in how it will affect the region over late week. Once the disturbance moves into the western deep south, it will help to shift the ridge axis more to the west allowing for slightly lower temperatures and dew points Thursday and Friday. This will ultimately keep max heat indices at 105 or below for both days. However, continue to practice heat safety through this time. North and central Texas will be on the more unfavorable side of the disturbance for rain chances, so expect any late-week precipitation to stay to our east. It's a very interesting scenario, actually. I'll just uh, read you the beginning over here. The mid-level ridge currently centered over RGV and Mexico will continue to build up through the Central Plains and the Midwest over the course of the early week. Herein lies the main concern and focus of this long-term forecast discussion as the miserably humid conditions will continue through most of the week. Additionally, rain chances should come to an end through most of the week as the ridge stays in place. Afternoon temperatures will generally climb into the low to mid-90s up to the 100 to 102 range each afternoon. When coupled with dew points persistently in the 60s and 70s, this will allow heat indices to soar well above ambient temperatures. Expect the feels-like temperatures to range in the mid-90s to past 105. Monday and Tuesday seem to be the hottest days concerning ambient high temperatures and heat indices. Temperatures in the low 90s to near 104. And heat indices in the upper 90s to around 110 to 115 degrees both days. With this, okay, so th- what they're telling you the temperatures throughout the whole day, not just the afternoon. We, we see a large range. Uh, so the peak temperatures between 100 and 102, those are going to be the highs, especially Monday and Tuesday, with the heat indices between 110 and 115. And then you have this strange thing happening with this, thing breaking it's just it's like you can't even you can't make this stuff up right if something's breaking off from the trough in new england moving east eventually affecting uh well at least bringing some rain chances to the east of dallas pushing this ridge to the west So that's what's going to be happening at the end end of the week. I don't know. It's not something I'm used to hearing. So, uh, but in any case, uh, you know, the temperatures are still forecasted to be hot at the end of the week, just below heat advisory criteria. Thank you for listening. I wish everyone a great Shabbos and have a wonderful week. Stay safe. We're gonna be speaking about heat safety right now and we're gonna be taking a little bit of an innovative approach. We encourage people to live a healthy lifestyle and to get physical activity, especially the youth, those that are on summer vacation, that are playing ball or those that are in camps. At the same time, it looks like we might have a problem and we are going to figure out how to resolve this problem. uh, People living in Texas might have an issue because if it really is dangerous to be outside and to be playing ball the question is what should be done is there something that could be done that they could play ball despite the heat so what I decided to do over here is instead of going with heat index which only takes into consideration heat and humidity, we're gonna be looking at wet bulb temperatures and we're gonna be saying what to do based upon the wet bulb temperature. So here's how it goes. First of all, the wet bulb temperature, now it calls it WBGT, wet bulb globe temperature. I'll just read you the official definition from the National Weather Service word for word. The wet bulb globe temperature is a measure of the heat stress in direct sunlight which takes into account temperature, humidity, wind speed, sun angle, and cloud cover. Those five things. This differs from the heat index, which takes into consideration temperature and humidity, and is calculated for shady areas. If you work or exercise in direct sunlight, this is a good element to monitor. It's called wet bulb temperature. Military agencies, the OSHA, and many nations use the wet bulb global temperature as a guide To managing workload in direct sunlight okay so now I'm just gonna tell you we have different categories here we have five categories so the first category is when temperatures wet bulb temperatures are under 80 there's nothing to say about that okay cat next category when wet bulb temperatures are 80 to 85 80 to 85 wet bulb temperatures is hot Okay, we'll give some examples maybe later on. It says working or exercising in direct sunlight will stress your body after 45 minutes. Therefore, take at least 15 minutes of breaks each hour if working or exercising in direct sunlight when the wet bulb temperatures are 80 to 85. It says if wet bulb globe temperatures are between 85 and 80, this is what you would want to do. It says working or exercising in direct sunlight will stress your body after 30 minutes. Take at least 30 minutes of breaks each hour if working or exercising in direct sunlight. So an hour is 60 minutes, so half the time you're going to be at break. That's what it's recommending to do. If you're in an area where the wet bulb temperature is between 88 and 90, so working or exercising in direct sunlight will stress your body after 20 minutes. Take at least 40 minutes of breaks each hour if working or exercising in direct sunlight. And the final category is something that you might find in the Persian Gulf. Working or exercising in direct sunlight will stress your body after 15 minutes. Take at least a 45-minute break each hour if working or exercising in direct sunlight. People who sweat a lot, that means they're used to relying upon evaporative cooling to cool off. So those people are going to notice that they feel a lot more uncomfortable in St. Louis than they, than they do in Phoenix. Okay, now let's go to where the heat wave is occurring. And we see these phenomenal wet bulb temperatures in the 80s. What we have here, we have these excessive heat warnings and heat advisories, which tell people ordinary people how to conduct themselves the question is what about athletes is there anything different for athletes and the answer is that there is when in regards to athletes we're going to go by wet bulb globe temperatures and you're going to see something fascinating here oh my gosh maybe you won't we have wet bulb temperatures as high as 94 right now When you go into San Antonio, upper 80s to low 90s. You go into southern Texas, it's all in the low to mid 90s. Dallas, it's 85. Baton Rouge, it's 90. So Chicago has a wet bulb temperature, according to this right now, of 75. St. Louis, 75. Phoenix, Arizona, 82. Dallas looks like it's 84. But parts of the area are at 86, Baton Rouge 90, and a lot of the Corpus Christi area, to Brownsville, it's between 90 and 94. The question is how do we conduct ourselves in that? So the threat level, so anything which is 90 or higher, so this is interesting, if it's less than 80, it says unlimited activity with primary cautions for new or unconditioned athletes or extreme exertion schedule mandatory rest or water breaks five-minute water or rest break every 30 minutes so that's what to do let's say if you're exercising in Chicago today or in Phoenix uh, well Phoenix is already at 82 so or st. Louis right now currently right now you're jogging five minutes of water or rest break every 30 minutes but unlimited activity but primary cautions for new or unconditioned athletes or extreme exertion. Okay. Now, once you get into the 80 to 84, which right now, Phoenix is at 82. So it says normal practice for athletes. Closely monitor new or unconditioned athletes and all athletes during extreme exertion. Schedule mandatory rest breaks five minutes of water or rest break every 25 minutes that's what you would do if you were in phoenix arizona right now and also if you're pretty anywhere in north carolina really right now north carolina the you know ranges from 79 to 84 so pretty much if you're in north carolina right now that's what uh, would be happening i see the two hour forecast is pretty much stays the same four hour forecast and it goes up to 86 so we actually do have a spot in North Carolina that it will be hitting 86 today. Okay, so Dallas, Texas, is right now might be 84, but it's headed into the upper 80s uh, for global uh, for the wet bulb temperature, and some of the area is already at 86. So this would apply for Dallas. New or unconditioned athletes should have reduced intensity practice and modifications in clothing. That's if you're a new or an unconditioned athlete. Well-conditioned athletes should have more frequent rest breaks and hydration as well as cautious monitoring for symptoms of heat illness. Schedule frequent mandatory rest or water breaks. Five minutes for every 20 minutes. So if you're in Dallas today... I'm going to assume that the peak wet bulb temperatures will be between 85 and 88 degrees, or 85 to 87.9. And if that is true, so if you're a well conditioned athlete, so continue things as usual, just have more frequent wet rest breaks and hydration as well. And the National Weather Service in Dallas tells us drink water even if you're not thirsty as well as cautious monitoring for symptoms of heat illness. We'll discuss what heat illness is in a second. Schedule frequent mandatory rest water breaks five minutes for every 20 minutes. Have cold or ice immersion pool on site for practice. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that's have a cold pool on site for practice. If you have 88 to 89 degrees, all athletes must be under constant observation and supervision. Remove pads and equipment. Schedule frequent mandatory rest water breaks 5 minutes every 15 minutes. Have cold or ice immersion pool on site for practice. Now, if it's 90 or higher, if the wet bulb temperature is 90 or higher, it says suspend practice. Must include mandatory breaks as directed by game day administration during Contest. This is the guideline courtesy of the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. Now I'm reading it almost as if it's something official because it's on a government site, the National Weather Service. But really, it's not. Enough. it doesn't sound like it's official. According to this, we have one, two, three, four, we have six categories in each region. So Chicago is in Region 2, Minneapolis is in Region 1, and St. Louis is in Region 3, along with the rest of, along with Phoenix, uh, Brownsville, all the really hot cities are in Region 3. So for Region 3, that's what we're going to focus on because that's where the heat is today. So any wet bulb temperature less than 78 is not even an issue at all, Okay, or it says low threat. It's in the green. If the wet bulb temperature is between 78.3 to 82, which in Phoenix, Arizona, it's at 82 right now, so you have an elevated threat. It's in the yellow. If it's between 82 and 86, that's what it is in Dallas right now, you're at a moderate threat. It's in the orange. If you're at an 86 to 90, which is a lot of Texas, But a lot of Texas is even higher than 90. 86 to 90, you're in the red, and that's high threat. And then above 90, you're in the extreme threat. So a lot of Texas is in the above 90. So it looks like, I would imagine, any place which is 90 or higher, I guess activities would just be canceled, even for athletes. Until you get to 90, though, it seems like there is a way to do it. Five-minute water break every 15 minutes. That's one way to do it. Okay, these are the following tips that the National Weather Service tells us in regards to uh, staying safe in extreme heat. Number one, hydrate. It actually is the Roger Tevos, It's an acronym of heat, H-E-A-T. H stands for hydrate. Whether you feel thirsty or not, drink plenty of water to avoid becoming dehydrated, especially when you're working or exercising outside. Number two, educate, E educate yourself keep up with the latest temperature and heat index forecast and current readings take action to stay cool and safe when the temperature hits 85 degrees or the heat index hits 90 degrees know the warning signs of the heat illness and how you can stay cool we'll speak about heat illness in a second the next one is act a act quick act quickly when a heat illness is suspected seek medical attention immediately for any of these warning signs cramping Rapid pulse, heavy sweating, hot red skin, dizziness, confusion, nausea, or vomiting. And T is take it easy. Anyone working or exercising outdoors should avoid overexertion, especially between the hours of 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Take hourly breaks in the shade or in air conditioning. And we spoke, however, that if you are an athlete, so you're actually exercising to be healthy. So there are, assuming the wet bulb temperatures under 90... And especially if the wet bulb temperature is, let's say, in the lower 80s. It's very, very hot, but there is a way to do it. We'll just go to the heat illness. We said we would speak about it. So, And you know what? It says page 404. It's missing. Okay, so their, their website is not working properly. We're not able to get information about heat illness. Unbelievable. In a time when it's we're in a major heat wave in the south, okay. Here, heat related illnesses know the signs of heat related illnesses and ways to respond. If you are sick and need medical attention, contact your health care provider for advice and shelter in place if you can. If you are experiencing a medical emergency, call 911. Get more detailed information about heat related illnesses from the CDC and the National Weather Service. Heat stroke. The signs, extremely high body temperature above 103, taken orally, red, hot, and dry skin with no sweat, rapid, strong pulse, dizziness, confusion, or unconsciousness. If you suspect heat stroke, call 911 or get the person to a hospital immediately. Cool down with whatever methods are available until medical help arrives. Do not give the person anything to drink. Heat cramps, the signs, muscle pains or spasms in the stomach, arms, or legs. Heat exhaustion, the signs. Heavy sweating, paleness, muscle cramps, tiredness, weakness, faster weak pulse, dizziness, headache, fainting, nausea, and vomiting. If you have signs of heat cramps or heat exhaustion, go to a cooler location and cool down by removing excess clothing and taking sips of sports drinks or water. Call your healthcare provider if symptoms get worse or last more than one hour. If you go to the CDC, okay, the CDC has stuff on heat stroke, heat exhaustion, heat cramps, sunburn and heat rash and we're not going to read through the whole thing but you can look at it yourself go to the cdc website cdc.gov and uh, search for uh, heat natural disaster and severe weather warning signs and symptoms heat related illnesses are preventable learn the symptoms and what to do if you or a loved one shows signs of having a heat related illness remember to always wear sunscreen they say Wear sunscreen of SPF 15 or higher, 30 minutes prior to going out. Continue to reapply it according to the package directions. Look for sunscreens that say broad spectrum or UVA, UVB protection on their labels. These products work work best. Do not leave children in cars. To remind yourself that a child is in the car, keep a stuffed animal in the car seat. When the child is buckled in, place the stuffed animal in the front with the driver. When leaving the car, check to be sure everyone is out of the car. Do not overlook any children who have fallen asleep in the car. Avoid hot and heavy meals. They add heat to your body. And stay hard hydrated. Don't wait until you're thirsty to drink. If your doctor limits the amount you drink or has you on water pills, ask how much you should drink while the weather is hot. Stay away from very sugary or alcoholic drinks. These actually cause you to lose more body fluid. Also avoid very cold drinks because they can cause stomach cramps. That's interesting, avoid very cold drinks. Replace salt and minerals. Heavy sweating removes salt and minerals from the body that need to be replaced. A sports drink can replace the salt and minerals you lose in sweat. If you are on a low-salt diet, have diabetes, high blood pressure, or other chronic conditions, talk with your doctor before drinking a sports beverage or taking salt tablets. And keep your pets hydrated provide plenty of fresh water for your pets and leave the water in a shady area Okay, we'll go through these heat stroke if you have a high body temperature 103 or higher hot red, dry or damp skin fast, strong pulse headache, dizziness, nausea, confusion or losing consciousness that's heat stroke heat exhaustion, heavy sweating cold, pale and clammy skin fast, weak pulse, nausea or vomiting muscle cramps, tiredness or weakness dizziness, headache or fainting That's heat exhaustion, heat cramps, heavy sweating during intense exercise, muscle pain or spasms, that's heat cramps sunburn painful red and warm skin or blisters on the skin that sunburn and a heat rash is red clusters of small blisters that look like pimples on the skin usually on the neck chest groin or in elbow creases if you do have a heat rash this is what it says to do stay in a cool dry place keep the rash dry use powder like baby powder to soothe the rash if you have sunburn it says stay out of the Sun until your sunburn heals put cool clothes on sunburned areas or take a cool bath. Put moisturizing lotion on sunburned areas and do not break blisters. If you have heat cramps, it says stop physical activity and move to a cool place. Drink water or a sports drink. Wait for cramps to go away before you do any more physical activity. And get medical help right away if cramps last longer than an hour, you're on a low sodium diet or you have heart problems. If you have heat exhaustion, Move to a cool place. Loosen your clothing. Put cool wet cloths on your body or take a cool bath. Sip water. Get medical help right away. If you are throwing up, your symptoms get worse. Your symptoms last longer than one hour. If you have heat stroke, call 911 right away. Heat stroke is a medical emergency. Move the person to a cooler place. Help lower the person's temperature with cool cloths or a cool bath. Do not give the person anything to drink. Do not give the person anything to drink. Wow, that's, that's interesting. Oh, then there's a test on it. Well, we're not going to be taking the test. We're now going to dive deeper into this and we're going to try to understand exactly what's going on over here. We're going to start off with something called compressional warming. We're going to start speaking about the heat dome. There's a number of sources, there's a number of places where you can get a definition for a heat dome. I happen to be reading from AccuWeather. What AccuWeather says, a dome of heat is essentially an area of high pressure that extends to most levels of the atmosphere, from near the ground to the level where jets fly, says AccuWeather senior meteorologist Alex Sasnowski. Sosn- uh, Since air generally sinks beneath a high pressure area, it warms up because the air is being compressed as it descends. We're going to talk about that in just a second. However, when the air loft is already warm to begin with, it gets even warmer as it sinks closer to the ground. As the heat dome sticks around, this feedback loop continues to produce warmer weather at the surface layer of the atmosphere. Okay, that's what AccuWeather says. However, this needs further explanation because we brought in a concept called compressional warming. So I wanted to explain that for a moment. I think it's important to understand it if you want to understand what's going on. So f- for this, I turned to a website it's called KXAN.com. But really all of this is available on the National Weather Service website. As a high pressure system, and now it could be, we should explain high pressure, but may- if, maybe we'll do that. But as a high pressure system sits over an area and has air compressing downwards, this also warms as it does so. Okay, now here's why. So high pressure is where the air is sinking. The air is sinking. In the northern hemisphere, it's sinking in a clockwise manner. Therefore, if you have a Bermuda high pressure, the winds are around the Bermuda high. They're going clockwise. And this air mass could extend about a thousand miles in every direction. So it could go into the Gulf of Mexico and it would bring a south, even a southwest wind to St. Louis, Missouri, despite the fact that the high pressure is 1,000 miles southeast of St. Louis, and if the high pressure is blowing winds out, you would think it would be blowing a southeast wind to a city like St. Louis, but because of the clockwise thing, you could actually end up with a southwest wind. But the, the high pressure, the air is blowing downwards, and the, as the air blows downwards and there's pressure, there is pressure... Even though it looks to us like the air is invisible and it feels like the air has no pressure. Air does have pressure. Why does compressing air warm? So, it says here, this is because in meteorology, the ideal gas law states that as a gas, in our case, all the gases in the atmosphere, so the whole atmosphere, it decreases pressure and temperatures also decrease. So it says as a gas decreases pressure, temperatures also decrease. That's the law. There's a rule like that. And as gas increases pressure, temperatures also increase. So if you should have rapidly sinking air, then you're going to see a rapid increase in those temperatures. In the case of, well, in whatever case this article is speaking about, there was a cold front which was headed into that area as a high pressure was slowly moving away. The cold air associated with it is more dense than the warm, condensed air of the high pressure and stays close to the surface. As the high moves away, winds at the surface will be coming out of the southwest. This is a different situation, which is another form of compressional heating. This takes place because winds will be coming from a higher and drier environment. And as this air moves from the higher elevations of West Texas, again, this is not the heat wave we're speaking about now. This is an article from a previous weather event. As this air moves from the higher elevations of West Texas to the lower elevations of Central Texas, the ideal gas law kicks into gear, this increasing the temperature as the pressure increases. Additionally, as our cold front marches towards the high pressure, the warm air is forced up and over the cold front. But as it does so, it also compresses and squeezes the warm air between the cold front and the center of high pressure, causing it to warm. So in all, it's going to get downright hot. Okay, this is a again, it's a, in regards to a different weather event. I'll read you a different definition. This comes from Fox 24, KNWA, written by Alexander Williams. Weather 101, Compressional Warming. And it says like this, I'm sure you have heard our chief meteorologist, Dan Skoff, mention the term compressional warming whenever a powerful cold front is headed our way. It is the reason why the temperatures often heat up quite a bit the day before the front rolls, rolls into town. In this edition of Weather Word of the Week, we're going to explore this important topic. What is it? Compressional warming is exactly what it sounds like, warming the air by compressing or squeezing it. The molecules of the air mass get pressed together, increasing the friction, which in return increases the temperature. Imagine a bike pump. Have you ever noticed that after pumping your bike tires up, that the hose of the pump gets pretty warm? This is because as you push the pump down, you are pressing the air molecules against each other. As mentioned above, this increases the friction of the air molecules, which in turn produces heat as a byproduct. Physically, this is a direct application of Newton's first law of thermodynamics. So let's apply this same concept to the atmosphere. Okay, now we're going to speak about compressional warming along a cold front. That's not the case we have today in Texas. But as discussed in a previous episode of Weather 101, a cold front has a sloped surface along its leading edge. The steepness of a cold front slope depends on the strength of the cold air mass behind it. The steeper the slope, the greater the amount of compressional warming ahead of it. This means that the stronger the cold front moving into town, the greater the temperature will rise ahead of it. Another factor affecting the amount of compressional warming is the timing of the frontal passage. If the front pushed through overnight into the morning, the warming will be significantly less compared to an afternoon frontal passage. The afternoon allows the daily solar heating to combine with the compressional warming, thereby increasing the air temperature quite a bit more. It gives an example of compressional warming. Notice how warm the temperatures were before the cold front pushed through. In this particular case, they were in the upper 70s, mid 70s across the area that is this was back in february over some town and we're speaking about northwest arkansas actually the national weather service over here tells us what a heat dome is heat dome occurs when the atmosphere traps hot ocean air like a lid or a cap A team of scientists funded by the NOAA MAP program investigated what triggers heat domes and found the main cause was a strong change or gradient in ocean temperatures from west to east in the tropical Pacific Ocean during the preceding winter. The Royal Meteorological Society tells us, what is a heat dome? A heat dome is created when an area of high pressure stays over the same area for days or even weeks, trapping very warm air underneath. Rather like a lid on a pot. At other latitudes, pressure systems usually move from west to east, but sometimes they can get blocked, often when the jet stream weakens and buckles. The jet stream is a core of strong winds high above the Earth's surface that helps to prevent and steer areas of low pressure around. The position and strength of the jet stream can lead to blocking situations, such as an omega block, where high pressure ends up sandwiched between two low-pressure systems, forming a shape like the Greek letter, omega. The problem with a stubborn area of high pressure is that already warm or hot air trapped under the high will become hotter and hotter, creating a heat dome. Hot air will rise into the atmosphere, but high pressure acts as a lid and causes the air to subside or sink. As the air sinks, it warms by compression, and the heat builds. The ground also warms, losing moisture and making it easier to heat even more. Until the pressure pattern changes, the high will continue to exacerbate the high conditions bringing a risk of wildfires drought and heat health issues you've been listening to weather with enthusiasm special guest on our show Uh, what is your name temperatures going into the low hundreds for the next three days The Blackberry winter, that comes up every year here in the Midwest on May 11th. Several additional feet of snow is expected by Monday morning. (gasps) This was in the forecast from a week ago, and the National Weather Service is finally acknowledging it today. Conditions are favorable for the development of an El Nino. We're going from one extreme to the next extreme. (laughs) Despite the fact that it's 113 during the day and 46 at night, you could still do a little dance. <laughs> Recorded temperatures during heat bursts have reached well above 104 degrees. Oh my gosh. Google weather with enthusiasm and they're all going to come up. Meteorologists have weather with enthusiasm. is his popular.